Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower, I was cleaning my ass and making all shirts all sparkly, spanky clean. I'm not the funny one, I'm the pretty one. Talk shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, wine, and then loop up and yeah. The glory hole is like a, a like big theater of a magic trick. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Cool. Okay. Are we starting this? Yes. All right. Are we starting now? Yeah. Now? Yeah. All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Glad you just got to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> Look, I figured out I could start recording just with a button uh-huh. instead of having to use a mouse. All the right. magic button. Ooh. I found my computer's clitoris. <laughs> it was hidden amongst all the other keys. Yeah, it tends to do that sometimes. I know, right? Yeah. Sometimes you have to go searching for it. But I found it. It's right there. Took a little while, but that's all right. You got Point. it. That's what matters. Pointing at my laptop microphone, people. <laughs> it's there. Yes. Anyway. Welcome back to another By the By. Yes, hi. Look, it's a mailbag episode. Yes, we've had so, so many emails lately. It's yes. kind of awesome. And we print them all out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we just print, printed some of them out tonight so that uh, I can actually read them because, you know, some of us are old and can't see. Mm-hmm. Oh, Should we talk about upcoming first? What is upcoming first? Oh, so much is upcoming. Um, so we have, of course, Sex Ed in the City at the end of the month. So class at our secret spot. That's right. Uh, this one is going to be Flirting 101 and Icebreakers. So it's the art and science of flirting. And then, you know, how do you start a conversation with people? Uh, and then we jump into October. We have Passion in Paradise. That's exciting. Um, yes. And according to my my calculations, when this podcast gets released, that'll be 35 days away. Yep. Just over a month. So exciting. Yes. Yeah. It's not far away at all, and it's time will go fast. Yes. And we've got bunches of costumes already set up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Angela has taken all of our costumes for all of our upcoming trips and put them in Ziploc baggies so that we have them all organized and we know where they are and they're labeled. And we don't forget anything when we go to leave, more importantly. More importantly. Because <laughs> I knew that if I didn't have everything together that we would inevitably forget some piece of a costume. And then we'd get there and it would be a son of a bitch. Honey, where are my pants? <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So yeah, we're, we were in costume mode this past weekend. That's kind right. of finishing some stuff up and... Almost everything is done. Just a few, few last touches to go. Yeah, we not have much. tons of pictures of ourselves in these costumes. They are not going to leak. Nope. Sorry, microphone people. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, pretty excited for that. That's going to yeah. be fun. Uh, so we get back from Passion in Paradise. We have another Sex Ed in the City. Yes. Which is uh, all things... Scary sex. Scary all sex. All things taboo. Ooh, even before that, however, the first Wednesday of the month, we're going to do Rule 34. Or I'm going to do Rule 34. October 10th. October 10th. Mm-hmm. We've got... Um, it's This time, Angela is not going to be part of the act, but it's me and two other fellas. Uh, our our group is called CBT, which is an initials, all of our three initials. So that's going to be pretty exciting. And a little something else. And a little something else. <laughs> uh, so really looking forward to that. That'll be a great performance. We're still yeah. ironing out some things, but it's going to be scary. Woo! I'm excited for that one. Yeah, it's going to be I've disturbing. I've heard a few, a few whispers of it. So, yeah. yeah, it's going to be disturbing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we get back. Like I said, we have the... Off the um, Taboo sex, mm-hmm. or scary sex, I guess, uh, at, for our sex ed in the city. And then we smoke bomb, and then we're off to the States for yes. two weeks, two yes. and a half weeks. 
Yeah, so we've got some time in L.A. first. We're going, I say some, a few days. We have three days, three (laughs) nights in L.A. So basically it's time enough for Halloween Horror Nights, the Magic Castle, and a swingers club if we still have any kind of energy left. (laughs) Yeah, we might be dead by that point. Because we're also going to do some shopping in the stock room, and and there's a couple other uh, latex and leather shops that we're going to hit in L.A. And if anybody lives in the L.A. area and you have suggestions on, like, don't miss these places, by all means, send them to us. Yes, please. Yeah, because always, always happy to, to look at suggestions that people have. Yes, very much. Yes. Uh, and then Desire. Then Desire. Yes. Life on the Swing Sets takeover of Desire, which we are so excited about. We get to do mm-hmm. our first ever live podcast at Desire. Yeah, this with, is going to be interesting. It's going <laughs> to you're nervous. I'm not. We'll just get up and talk. I'm not nervous. It just might be a bit of a clusterfuck, and we'll see. If, it's totally it going to be out. a clusterfuck. Have you met us? <laughs> We're going to be naked podcasting in the sun. Like at some point during the podcast, we'll have to take a sunscreen mm-hmm. break to reapply sunscreen. Yeah, it's going to be great. But it's going to be a live podcast, and we've never done anything like that. No, it'll be so. Fun. I, we, you know, if you've got suggestions of what you think we should talk about during a live podcast at Desire, that'd be great. Uh, but knowing us, we'll probably just talk about desire. Probably. Yeah. So at that point, we'll have experienced things like foam parties, karaoke night, the dungeon, naked stargazing at night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there's going to be so, so many good things. Look forward to seeing yeah. your black hole. <laughs> uh, you're going to be the only one seeing that. Uh, yeah, but I'll be showing mine to anyone who wants to look. <laughs> Uh, what's that a collapsing star (laughs) (laughs) oh shit yep (laughs) it's gonna be great so yeah uh we'll talk in a future podcast about uh, a bit about how we pack for a trip like this and what it actually looks like so yeah just wait Mm -hmm. just wait um (laughs) The, but then, you know, don't wait too long because a week after that, we go to Desire Pearl for the We Got a Thing uh, Swinging Down Under takeover. Yep. Yep. There's going to be a good crew there. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter in the online group. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah. I got to be honest, though. They lost me completely on the chat today. Like, from now on, I'm just like, I'm done. I'm done. I haven't looked um, today. What happened? Well, they started talking about, it's Sunday. Okay. Um, so they started talking about the opening of the foosball season and look yeah i was once i was once admittedly a little bit into football not a lot bit but some of the guys are cute so and the cheerleaders don't get me started on the cheerleaders but then i came down to australia and i saw nrl what football could be Mm -hmm. what football should be uh and now i just look at those guys and i'm like whatever wuss (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you, you're, you're wearing a, a million pounds of, of, of equipment that makes you a human battering ram, like a human tank. Yeah. Um, yeah. NRL, we've only been to a few games, but it's just, yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. Even watching it on TV is great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So NRL, AFL, uh, and Australian mm-hmm. Rugby League rules. Rugby rules. Australian League Rugby rules. Anyway, that, that's the shit that you want to watch. Yeah. Uh, so they lost me completely um, today. Because they were yeah. like, oh, Cleveland Browns and the the Patriots. And already my Facebook feed is being inundated with football references, which I'm like, oh, really? Interesting. I, I need to apparently get on this chat and see what kind of football yeah. stuff's going on. Yeah, the foosball. The foosball. I, yeah. You know, there's his sheets over there. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, ladies. I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> uh, if you know that movie, give yourself a pat on the back from Bradford. I love it. It's a great movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's basically what's coming up, and yeah. then we get back from uh, we get back from all our, our desire trip, uh-huh. and eleven days after we land, Pendulum Eight. Yes. This time it's Pendulum Eight. Well, I mean, we're starting to sound like the Halloween movie series where we got <laughs> so many. It's like, well, you know, the second one wasn't canon, so you have to take it out. But the one, two, and three, or one, three, and four, were great. You know, so. Right. Well, this is, yeah, this one will be fun because it'll be, like I said, 11 days after we get back. So we're going to have, I, I expect that we're both going to be a little bit exhausted and also still be riding that sexual high from everything. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I'll it, be riding a lot of sexual highs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So some sexual lows as well. <laughs> Where, where'd that black hole go? 
it's gonna be great uh, i'm excited yeah uh yeah so that's gonna be a, a mm-hmm. pretty busy um a pretty busy couple of months yeah. so excited i mean i'm not counting but i have an app on the phone that says it's you know by the time this podcast is released 35 days till passion uh 48 days until la mm-hmm. and 51 days until desire yeah well, the first desire. Not counting. Not counting, though. Eight days until the second desire. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so excited. Anyway. I think we're just ready for a holiday because while we've had some mini vacations yeah. this year, we haven't had a, a good go away and relax vacation. It's true. Because everything has just kind of bunched up here at the end of the year. So we're really, really overdue. Yes, we are. Yeah. We can't go this long again. Never it's too again. long. <laughs> it's too long. So long. Holidays are important, people. Yes. Treat yourself right. Yes. You need to get Even away. Even if it's a staycation. And, yeah. Just de-stress and yes. relax. And and masturbate a whole, whole, whole lot. Yeah. Or have a lot of sex if you have a partner. I and masturbate. I mean, why not do both? I Masturbation races. Why not both? Yeah. Okay. Are we getting into the mailbag? Yes. All right. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to read this one. Okay. It's a big, long, it's a big, long one. It looks big and long, but it's because Ooh. it's so small. All right. Um, hi guys. Uh, I heard Bradford bring up Altoids for oral sex in the latest podcast. I'm old school enough. I love this already. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I, I, I am also this old school. That's why I laugh. I'm old school enough that I learned that kind of thing as saving the captain, i.e. go after the little man on the boat with a peppermint or wintergreen lifesaver in your mouth. Tingle times. I just figure I'd pass that on for laughs, which is so funny. I love number one. I love the the, the vernacular tingle times. I also love saving the captain uh-huh. with a lifesaver in your mouth. I think that is fucking hilarious. And I don't know if Australians know this. I'm assuming that also, that Americans know this, and I'm assuming you remember this. Mm-hmm. The wintergreen and peppermint. They did a commercial thing yeah. where you bite it in the dark and it sparks. And it sparks. Yeah. Did you ever try that? No. Were you not allowed to have lifesavers in your house? No, we had them. Okay. Were you not? Do you, we, we do you, allowed, think, do you we, know if it happens or not? We weren't allowed to have dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, if only that wasn't believable. <laughs> okay. So, do you think that happens or not? Because, of course, I did the experiment. I'm going to say yes, but on a very minute scale. It is yes on. The same scale as it did in the commercial. It is this really bright. Is it? Yes. Uh, so this was back pre-internet. So I don't know why it happens. We could probably Google it now and figure yeah. it out. But it does happen when you bite into them. Hmm. And it makes a spark. And I still that was one of the first commercials that I really remember like, whoa, I now want this product. Interesting. <laughs> because okay. of that. So it does happen, people. Get in the I dark. I thought that they just exaggerated it. Was no, it? it was bright. Because hmm. I remember the first time I did it, it was like... <gasps> What the? It was great. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So now this uh, this person has a couple of questions. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Where are we starting? The first one, and this is not necessarily limited to a club. It can also be in relation to meeting couples online and, and having one-off dates as well. Uh, but the reader, or reader, wow, the listener <laughs> wrote in, I'm the reader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the reader (laughs) the listener wrote in i understand that safe sexual practice is required but is there a mental hurdle to still get through regarding i don't know where these people have been or what they've brought with them and i honestly have no reason to trust what they tell me this is probably most relevant to bradford and his sauna experiences and while that's true i'm gonna say it's also relevant to any kind of swinging hookup meetup situation. Well, I'm also going to take a step back further from that and say that's really true anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you're when you get on a, when you get in an Uber. Yep. Uh, you know, do you trust that that person isn't going to drive you off of a cliff or you know by accident, or if that that person's not going to rob you, or yep. when you uh, go to a restaurant, are you trusting that whoever's there isn't going to spit in your food or try to poison you? I realize I'm. I'm I'm being a little pedantic here, but you're, we, we as humans trust constantly. Mm-hmm. We always trust when we're, we're standing at a street corner that somebody's not going to nudge us and push us out into traffic. So we do put a lot of trust in people. Now, admittedly, 
you know, this is a so a, a bit different kind of situation from that. Yeah, and I also think that it's not really any different than if you go out on if, as a single person, if you go out on a date with someone and you're looking at becoming intimate with them, how do you trust? what they say you know it's again it doesn't matter the situation whether it's a one-on-one couple on couple a threesome either way there has to be some level of trust and there there should be a conversation about testing when were you last tested especially if you're if you're active in the lifestyle again frequency for when people are tested will vary based on how active they are and where they are in access and all of that but there should be a conversation about that, especially if you're looking at, at becoming serious with, with people, you know, people that we have around for long-term relationships. We do definitely have those conversations with them. And I, I don't know that there, I mean, there is a mental hurdle to get through, yes, but like Bradford said, that's the case with anything in life, anytime that you're going to trust someone. And you have to rely a bit on your gut and, and your other senses as to, do you think that they're telling the truth? You know, are you getting a weird vibe from them regarding other things that they've said or other behaviors that they've done? If you are getting a weird vibe from them or you're not really sure, then don't go down that path. Take a step back. Take a break. But if you have no reason to not trust them, then go for it. And that's my attitude as yeah. well. You know, it's one of those things, too, where if you look at let's let's imagine a play situation in which a bunch of people are playing together. You can watch people and see how they play. Mm-hmm. So if they're constantly changing condoms when changing sexual positions or if they're just very cognizant, clearly cognizant about what they're doing, then I think, you know, it's it's one of those things that you just sort of I I guess I I put blind trust in people. But Mm -hmm. I think most people are good. And even, you know, admittedly, accidents happen. But if you're careful uh, and you're careful about how you play, then even playing somebody who has an STI you're really limiting the chances that you're going to contract that disease. Mm-hmm. If you're playing with dental dams for oral or dental dams for oral for women, if you've got condoms on for oral, you know, you can control exactly how safe you are from abstinent to raw dog and, and figure out where it's safe for you. Yeah. And I also think in a play situation and I, I'm thinking more in a smaller play situation than perhaps a large group orgy, but even so, you should, as a group, cater to the safest concerning person in the room. Um, you know, whether they want to use the dental dams and the condoms for oral, then do that. Whatever it is that the safest person wants to do, I think everyone should. It's not going to hurt you to adhere to those practices. No. And just don't be shy about having that conversation with people. Even if it's just a quick, I'm not comfortable, or I would rather you, something like that. It can just be a quick statement it doesn't have to be okay let's sit down and chat for 30 minutes right, exactly. about stis <laughs> did you know <laughs> yeah. yeah what about saunas do you same thing or is it just go by behavior kind of honestly i well when we say mental hurdle for me uh, it's more of a stick <laughs> look you know it's it's one of those things that i do i I guess I it goes back to me blindly trusting and the fact that I get tested regularly. So if something should come up, I know relatively soon. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I always play safe, but I never use condoms for oral. Mm-hmm. So I guess I play safe-ish. So, you know, I I do make quick snap judgments, though, on people. Like, if I see somebody that I'm not going to play with, I know I'm not going to play with them, and it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. But I can't immediately tell you what it is that they exude that tells me I'm not going to play with you. Most of the time, I think it has to do with attitude, the way you carry yourself and the and your attitude as to how you present yourself. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I mean, of course, you're looking for people who are clean, look clean, smell clean, smell nice. Decent hygiene practices. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you know, if you line up all people assuming that they have... Uh, decent hygiene and you know decent to good hygiene you know and the rest of it comes down to that gut feeling mm-hmm. yeah always trust your gut whatever that is i agree good <laughs> do you have anything else to say on that one negative okay you were you were looking at me i'm like i don't know does she want me to say something else <laughs> no so the next one from the same listener i actually really like this one uh 
Is there any fetishizing of certain people in the club setting? For example, it has been discussed that Bradford is really good with his mouth. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> There's references. I got, uh, I got the references. <laughs> does he get mobbed as the go-to man for that? To the exclusion of other willing partners. I'm sure the same thing would apply in many variations. For example, men or women who are unusually endowed, people who have particular body types, women who like anal, etc. If so, how do you keep things equitable and still see to people's desires slash needs? I had to count it out. I could answer this in five words. Uh Different strokes for different folks. Okay. Expound upon that. So I'm sure there is fetishizing. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think anybody fetishizes about me because I don't think my talents are that far and widely known. Uh, and even at the closed parties that we have that are mostly people that we know, I'm not like, they don't. people don't push me out of the way. I, I will say there was that one young lady who leaned into my ear and goes, I remember you as she pushed my head between her legs. Uh-huh. But beyond <laughs> that, beyond that, um, look, you know, touching on what this listener said about uh well and endow- unusually endowed um the particular body types women who like anal etc 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 it it all comes back to not everything is for everyone yeah. so we've been you are a partner that if the guy's too overly endowed you don't want you don't want that you yeah. would prefer somebody who i guess on the I'm, average side on the average yeah. side fits you uh you know women who are into anal i'm not into anal so if a woman wants me to fuck her in the ass I'm not really game for that. I don't. That's not something I'm interested mm-hmm. in. So I think what happens is you end up getting that nice curve of you know the the average and what you know most people are average and mm-hmm. that's what the, you're into. And the people that fall out outside of the averages, there are some people who really are drawn to that and some people who aren't. And so you just have to find those people that. Yeah, and I think really what happens, especially in a club setting, because there are so many people really you know, mingling and, and talking to one another and, and looking for partners, whether it be for the night or longer term or whatever the case may be. But because there are there is such a variety of people, you can kind of, you'll, you can find whatever it is that you're looking for. Or if there's somebody that you're like, holy shit, I'm really attracted to that person. Maybe it is, you know, some fetish of yours or whatever, but you can go for that. But again, it's not going to be everyone's fetish. So I don't, there's not usually a lot of like, you know, elbowing people out of the way. Like, this <laughs> one's mine. You can't have them. And especially in a club because there is a lot of sharing. And that's oftentimes when you get those wonderful orgies going on where you have, you know, six, eight or more people in the room and and it is just kind of that nice flow through of whoever's there. You know, I want a little piece of this person. You want a piece of that person. Um, I will say that I have been elbowed out of the way by Bradford. Uh, I did. I when apologize. going down on a woman. Yeah. Yes. I really wanted to go down on her. <laughs> Look, the only elbowing that happens is usually between Angela and I. Because you've also shoved me off of somebody's dick so that you could go down on him. Uh-huh. So yeah. the the only fighting that happens is infighting between Angela and I. Um <laughs> So just don't get in our way. No, I'm kidding. But there can be fetishizing for sure, but it's not usually vocalized, verbalized. Not not that we necessarily hear too much of. It's not like, holy shit, look at that. I got to have it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you there can rarely be, but hear rarely. That. So yeah. rarely hear that. You know, and one thing that wasn't mentioned, but I'm sure it goes in, into the implied category, is breast size. Yeah. You know, I think that porn tells us and society makes us think that all women have to be at least a double D cup before mm-hmm. they're of any interest, which I can tell you from, again, personal experience that not all men want a, you know, a G cup breast yeah. that you know some guys like the the double a a b cups mm-hmm. and that's that's what they're that's their fetish that's what they're into so you know you can prove that to yourself by searching for porn on that and you find porn on it which means that yeah. that is definitely there's a market for that and there's there's men out there who like that and the same goes with the dick size mm-hmm. uh, or height or you know etc cetera, etc cetera. i think there's anything hair that you put color. out there yeah hair color yeah. So, you know, don't get me wrong. All of us have that one thing that really does it for us. Looking at you, Bernadette Peters. Um, (laughs) But, you know, uh, it's not something that you're going to, A, be rude about or, you know, be overly aggressive. Yeah. 
Because there's always there's always play time, and if you really do get along with the person, if you don't get a chance to play with them at the club, you can exchange numbers and yeah. catch up with them later. Exactly. Or see them back at the club, make a date to go go back together. And we've done that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then we also employ a take the take a number sin, uh, system where people take a number and then they call my call a number <laughs> and then I go down on them for thirty to forty five seconds. Uh huh. It's great. Uh huh kidding do we need to have lawrence install we a should totally do number a ticket, ticker a thing, ticket thing? Yeah. now serving 69 <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be awesome i'm talking to you the law uh but the long and short of it is keep up the good work love y'all <laughs> love you too okay what's next uh i have one that is a multi-part mini questioned it starts out with a lot of generalizations. Okay. Should we go into that a bit? Yes. Okay. So basically, these are questions that we've gotten from a number of listeners in various forms. So maybe not word for word, but it is the same idea. We've had probably three or four emails lately about this. So it we thought it would be a good good time to kind of cover the topics and hopefully address many people's questions about this type of thing. Um, so okay. as, as an overgeneralization as to where this person is coming from, they are on probably, I'm going to guess a second marriage. I know it's not first marriage. could be like me. You're on your third marriage. Who knows? Um, <laughs> third time lucky. Uh, so yeah, so not first marriage and, you know, you're getting along much better, that kind of thing. And sex previously in previous marriages was very vanilla, very confined. There wasn't a lot of variety. Now there is a lot more variety. Um, and then the question is, how do you get your partner interested in, in seeing other people, potentially sleeping with other people? And this is, I think, a very common, common question out there is one person's thinking about it. And thinking about it for a long time, but how do you get your partner interested? And I think that a lot of the the hesitation from the partner's perspective is, A, this is going to completely change our relationship. We have something really good. We really like what we have. I'm afraid that it's going to change it and drive us apart. Um, there could also potentially be jealousy issues there. And even after you know and part of what we always tell people is to talk about your fantasies together but even so even after talking about fantasies some people are still very reticent and so the question is how do you first question is how do you get your partner interested in in that type of thing and we do tend to this is a generalization but we do tend to hear this more from men than we do from women we definitely so, get more emails from guys than we do from women. Right. And so the men are asking, you know, how do I get my, my partner interested in this? Uh, whether it be going to a club, whether it be actually like stepping into the swinging world, looking onto websites to find partners. Um, there is the overgeneralization and, and the, the thought that, you know, women don't separate sex and love as much as the, the need for, for sex and that physical desire. Um, I think that's a very much an overgeneralization because we're really quite opposite to that. Um, but it is, you know, how do you how do you approach approach that subject with with a partner who is quite reticent? What do you have to say? Should I jump in? <laughs> Go ahead, you jump in first. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, and we've talked about it, I think, many a time before. But it is going to be very dependent upon your relationship with your partner and how open you are, how much you already talk about. If you are already talking about your fantasies, that's step one. And just you know, keep talking about them, keep that conversation open, and and explore together whether it be through watching porn or playing together in different. You know, push your bedroom boundaries a bit. If there's something that your partner's like, I really am fantasizing about this, you know, whether it be playing with toys, role playing, anything like that that you're maybe not comfortable with, give it a try. See how it goes. And just by, you know, stepping out of your boundaries a bit might help them step out of their boundaries as well. I know that we've done that a little bit and just kind of pushing ourselves. And there is a club around that you can go to, and depending on how they're set up, our secret spot is set up really nicely to where the la the kind of lounge and social areas are downstairs, and then all the playrooms are upstairs. So you can go and be social, but you don't ever have to dress down. You don't ever have to play with anyone, but you can be in that environment and just kind of 
get used to being so open and, and talking to other people without as much of a filter on. Because it can be hard to switch from more vanilla life where you have to always have that filter. And then in this kind of lifestyle where you can be a little bit freer about what you want and what you're looking for. Yeah, you know, I, I would also refer to um, Dan Savage. So when when he talks about GGG mm-hmm. uh, for for partners, so that stands for Good Giving and Game um, Game. So it is it's one of those things that you be good to your partner, you're giving to your partner, and you're game to try something. Mm-hmm. So ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's these healthy relationships in which you're, you would encourage your partner to be GGG. And you also are that as well. So, you know, you don't want to say to your partner, I need you to be this. But it is one of those things you lead by example and you ask questions. You know, what what would you like to do? What turns you on? Though I'm going to be honest and say that I, I know my previous partner or I have previous partners that would have said nothing. I'm happy. And so then the question is, how do I handle that? How do you handle that? And if, if you're not happy, but they are happy, that's a, that's a much more difficult path to yeah. go down, to navigate. Because, you know, you, you just want to try something different. Variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. So what I would do in that case is start extremely slow. Start watching porn together. And start just watching the most basic vanilla porn, pay for your porn, basic vanilla porn that you can find. Then you maybe go to the toy store together and each of you pick, get to pick out a toy. You make this agreement before you go that each of you get to pick out a toy and that when you get home that night or that weekend, you're going to play with those toys mm-hmm. together. And so that can help push the boundaries of a partner who might not know what they're missing mm-hmm. um and another great thing that you could do is uh mojoupgrade.com yep it's a great online test where each of you take the test separately and then it tells you what you might be interested in so it's a sexual proclivities interest, yeah. yeah interest test where you end up with a something like let's say bondage and you might have not at all interested in a little interested in neutral uh etc etc it's a it's scale of one to five i think of of interest and then you kind of overlay these results to see where do you and your partner match and your partner may match in something with you or may peak or, or be interested in something that you guys never even thought to talk about so don't look at it i guess from the beginning as only swinging swinging is the only solution or open relationship is the only solution start small and then see where you end up yeah the mojo upgrade is interesting reads it that one and it's it's interesting to see not only where you fall on things that you may not have even thought about and your partner as well, but also how you balance each other. Because there could be some things that if one is more submissive than the other or certain types of things like like pet play. If one of you is more interested in pet play, the other one is more of a handler. But it's something you may not have even thought about. But it's a, a different avenue that you can explore together. But there's all kinds of things on that website, which is really really interesting and it was fun for us to go through it even yeah uh yeah i liked that it allows you to learn more about yourself learn more about your partner and learn more about your relationship Mm -hmm. at the same time it's a great website it's free woohoo free yeah so yeah i would look at something like that i think that would be you know i wish i had done that with my previous partner yeah not necessarily to stay with them but you know so that 
we could have at least known a little more about one another and how to communicate about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to plug another podcast that's not our own, there's a really great podcast that I just listened to just today called The Science of Sex. Mm-hmm. Really great podcast. I, I don't even remember. I think somebody on, on Twitter had retweeted it, and I was like, I'll give that a go. They've done 38 episodes now, but uh, this one was on communal sexual motivation, mm-hmm. which was fascinating and it's a a scientist out of uh somewhere in canada i don't remember exactly maybe university of toronto anyway don't quote me on that it was a lady out of toronto out of canada Uh, look i say don't quote me on it and i immediately repeat it (laughs) uh but she was talking about basically she uses the phrase uh communal sex i'm sorry communal sexual motivation to refer to ggg Mm -hmm. and i thought that was really kind of cool to because it's about, I want to give you something without getting anything in return. Yeah. That's what it's about. And it was just interesting that she was studying, number one, that she was studying this. And number two, that she was also studying this in um, um, non-monogamous relationships. Yeah. And ethically non-monogamous, which she kept editing down to E&M. And I was like, ooh, I love that, E&M. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was really interesting that she's studying both of these in... Uh, polyamorous and and uh monogamous relationships Mm -hmm. so listen to that episode it's episode number 38 uh it's actually titled wtf is communal sexual motivation so (laughs) but yeah give that a listen so that goes along with this listener's uh, second point which is the dilemma of monogamy because they were saying we go through our single lives quite happy to shag anyone and get some experience the minute we get married and sign the piece of paper we're destined to be monogamous and monogamy seems to go against the natural order of things and i tend to agree with that and at least yeah i mean i know that it works for some people but there's a lot of people that it just does not work for yeah i tend to agree it's it's one of those things i'm trying to think of the the doctor the lady who wrote uh, is it sex in captivity? Is that... Uh... I say there's a lot of debate that can go around this one. Yes. Um, but I think that the basic take-home message is that society says that once you're married, you have to be monogamous. But that's not necessarily true. Marriage is just simply a contractual agreement. It doesn't mean that you can't see other people. Yeah. That other people can't fulfill certain needs, whether those be physical, emotional... Again, if you look at the kink world, there's a lot of needs that can be met by people who are not your primary partner. Absolutely. And I don't think that that should be any different in any other part of life. So that book is Mating in Captivity by Esther Perel. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she talks about how unfair it is that once we're married, we expect our partners to be our lover, our sole provider, our best friend, somebody who puts a home over our head, to be a confidant, and Mm -hmm. to put all these pressures, uh, a... a, um, someone who helps us raise our, our young. I mean, we're putting a lot of pressures on a single person uh, to, to live up to a lot of different things. And it's foolish. We don't do that to anyone else in our, in our worlds. So it's foolish to think that, you know, it's unfair, I think, to put that much pressure on a relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. But I would tend to agree. All right. So the last question from this person, which is a really, really good question, and I think we can expand it a bit outside of the club. But the question is, what is the age limit of our secret spot or a swingers club? Um, So, and we hear this a lot from people, and it can be, and I think we should talk about this in relation to our secret spot specifically, and then other swingers clubs, and even house parties. I think we can talk about it in relation to that. Yes. So at our secret spot, there is no age limit. It's really honestly about how you present yourself. If you are well presented and come in with a good attitude, it does not matter your age. And I, whether we've, I mean, we've had play partners there in their 50s, 60s, I don't know that we've had anybody beyond their 60s. I say upper to mid 60s yeah. has been our limit. And yeah, and so we've definitely seen people there that are a little bit older. Uh, again, you get down to the 20s is the youngest, so there's a pretty good spread of ages there. And I know that other clubs that we've been to, we've seen a pretty good range of ages as well. Yes. Um, 
it is one of those things you should always check out the website before going because if there are any limitations, it should be on there. Yes. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with contacting a club and asking them what yeah. their the average age of their clientele is. So mm-hmm. arguably, I would think most clubs are going to try to sell themselves as younger clubs. Right. But I know in Sydney, the two clubs are relatively different age groups. Yeah. One skews a little older with the other one uh, – Couples Club does skew a little older mm-hmm. than Our Secret Spot. Our Secret Spot skews a little younger. But again, that doesn't mean that you know only the uh, older people go to Couples Club. Right. We've got many friends who are in that 50s and above range that come to Our Secret Spot. Yeah. But and it also right. doesn't mean that young people don't go to Couples Club. Exactly. But it just it's it's averages. Yeah. Um, the laws of averages. Yeah. And every night's going to be different as well. And so, you know, that's, again, it's just like what you said. How do you present yourself? If you come in with a positive attitude and, you know, you're happy, you're, you're, you're there because you want to have fun, mm-hmm. then that's, that's, what's, that's what comes off. Yeah. That's what attracts people. Um, yeah. And, again, if you check a uh, Swingers Club's website, there should be information on any kind of limitations that they have. Most will have dress limitations, of course. Um, but if there are any limitations on age or anything like that, again, feel free to contact them if you do have questions, particularly if you're traveling until your time is limited. Definitely contact them and, and ask. Uh, if you're looking at house parties, pub crawls, that kind of thing, any kind of meetup that's of a more private nature, there can be age limitations there. There can also be all kinds of other limitations <laughs> that we've seen on looks and size and age. We've seen all kinds of stuff put out there. Yeah. So that is going to be very specific. And if it's not advertised with any kind of limitations, definitely check and, and see. Yeah, I would definitely ask that because like yeah. you said, we've, we know people who we would consider fit Yes. who have been told that they are too overweight to go to specific house parties. Yeah. And th- I, that just baffles my mind. Yeah. Uh, so my attitude on those is you don't want to go to those. Um, elitist groups are elitist groups, and you don't want to be part of... Yeah. You know, you just don't want to be part of that because the attitude there is that we're better than you. That's why we're uh, segregating you out. So, yes. just Yeah. I, we, we tend to avoid those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely think it has a lot more to do with attitude. And if you go in and you're social, you're positive, you interact with people, then that will get you a long ways. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, was that all of that one? Yeah. Cool. So I just want to say, too, that that person, um, the, the opening of their email, I just want to read it real quick. Uh, Hi, Mr. and Mrs. Adam. Thank you for taking the time to read this email. You're welcome. Uh, and thank you for your wonderful podcast that I've been going through bit by bit. Number one, you're very welcome. Thank you for your wonderful taste in podcasts. What are you doing going through it bit by bit? Come on, let's let's binge this stuff. Binge it. <laughs> I want you binging so many times you're bingy. I don't know. Like the dog? Oh. I was thinking like a human, but okay. Benji was a dog, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> good boy. <laughs> good boy. Sorry. Uh, but yes, you're very welcome. And thank you for your questions. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are all really good questions and, and a good variety, too. But again, they're ones that we've heard from other people kind of repeatedly again and again. So it's good to address it. And hopefully everyone can get the answer they need. Yes, yes, yes. Um, what do you have for us next? I'm just looking through. I think this was the same email uh, that I absolutely love this Um this, this, oh yes, we didn't read yeah, the end part, did we? Yeah, which I absolutely love this. Yeah. Um, so he, he's talking about communicating to his wife. He tells, "I tell her I have fantasies of her fucking past guys who she has fucked." I think that's great. I think that's a wonderful thing to tell somebody, mm-hmm. and that's kind of hot. You know, it's like, look, you know, I know this this person's already been here. That turns me on. Now I'm here. And I know that you and I have talked about this. The fact that you had multiple partners when we started hooking up mm-hmm. turned me on. Because I knew you kept coming back to me, which means I'm just as good as these other guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I kind of love that. Uh, and then he closes with uh, something. Uh, it says, I said to my wife, I love eating pussy. Wife, you are mad. Me. Until you try pussy, you can't authentically, authentically say that. Wife. I regret not doing that when I was younger. Me. Don't let me stop you. Go for it. Which I love that. Absolutely. 
that's yes. a, a wonderful thing to say. And um, we only what's it, how is it said? We always regret the opportunities that we don't take. Yes, I mean. And you're never too old to try it. Yeah, absolutely. Never too old to try it. I think that's so important to know that age should not limit you. If, you know, it's you, Angela, not you microphone people, although I really appreciate your support and love, but it's you that has gotten me past, I mean, I know I'm I'm only 40, which I know isn't huge, but I've had a lot of hangups over age in the past five years. And, but it's you that's really pushed me out of that. And it's like, look, age is really only a number. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your it's your attitude that dis- de- discerns your age, and it's your your uh, open mindedness and your willingness to say yes that determines your age. And ultimately, if we cut you in half and count your rings, that's what count. That's what your age is. Pretty Dark. sure I only have like three. <laughs> I have three rings. Uh-huh. Two of them are fat. <laughs> but you know, it's it, that's what it is. And I love the uh, that the fact that he's like, do it. Yeah, like, go for it. And the number of partners that we've had. Male, female, older, younger, doesn't matter. But the number of people that have said, I've never done this before, but I want to try it. And they do. And and they can discover something really awesome and exciting for them. Or they can try it and say, man, I was all right. Yeah. Don't want it anymore. It's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, just, again, that attitude of, I'm just going to try it and see. And it doesn't matter like you said, your age, it doesn't matter, experience level, it doesn't matter anything. Just the willingness to, to try and to get in and to do it. Yes. To literally get in and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And and ultimately, I love eating pussy as well. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Um, so... So this same the same listener, we responded and was like, okay, these are great questions. Can we mm-hmm. post this? Can, can we read this uh, letter aloud? Um, and he responded, uh, yes, not a problem. Also, like, I love this. If I'm going to have Yay, some questions, more questions. I, if I'm going to have some questions <laughs> asked, answered, I want to throw in a couple more just to make sure. So love it. Thank you. Um, but he says, to go to OSS or similar swinging events, uh, does the guy have to be a smoothie or balls shaved? My wife is a smoothie, smoothie, me manicured, but not a smoothie. That's a very good question. I think it's a great question. Yes. Um, and again, it goes back to one of the things we touched on before, which is different strokes for different folks. No, you don't have to be a smoothie. Mm-hmm. I have hair on mm-hmm. my genitalia. I do shave my balls, but that's for me, not for any of yeah. my partners. I have a n- never had a partner that has complained about hair on my testicles, but it bothers me. So yeah. I, I shave it because I like it. To quote Dr. Evil, a shorn scrotum, Um, a tightly shorn scrotum. Uh, That's just for me. But yeah, and I think the general answer is no. You don't have to be shaven. You don't have to be smooth. It is nice to be trimmed, but you don't have to be. It is honestly whatever makes you feel good and sexy. Yes. And and that's that's different for everyone. Yeah. And I'm I'm smooth, but that makes me feel good and sexy. I feel better like that. we have many partners who, you know, there's they have hair. Some are sh- kind of trimmed and shaven a bit, and some aren't. And it just doesn't really matter. It's as long as you feel comfortable and sexy, that's what counts. Yeah, because you'll exude that, and yeah. people will be attracted to that. Yeah, and if somebody's not going to play with you because you have a little bit of hair down there, they're probably not people you want to play with anyway. Say that again. If somebody doesn't want to play with you oh, because you yes. have a little bit of hair down I, I there. Missed, I, was, I was reading the next line of this email, and I, was, I missed a very important line of your response. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no. You are correct. Uh-huh. Would you like to go ahead and read the next Sure, one? I'll finish this. Yeah. Um, and then he closes with, I, I guess, is there a difference between older swinging or is it similar? Also, not being slim, taunt, and terrific. Is that a drawback? So... I think this keeps going back to what we've been saying. Which taunt, is, not taunt. Well, you can take that up with him. It says taunt. Okay. I like taunt. Isn't that, isn't that the word? Isn't taunt a word? Taunting is teasing. Oh, you're right. Don't. Okay, don't do that, <laughs> listener. But I was on your side 100% until... Taunt, taunt is tight. Oh, yeah. Taunt. A remark made in order to anger, wound, or provoke somebody. (laughs) Don't do that. That is not how you get laid. (laughs) Okay. Well, but you you had me for a while, but then Angela cleared up that problem. Okay. Look. Sorry. I'm a fun sucker. Yeah, you are. (laughs) So, 
discussing the age, mm-hmm. we have had we have played with couples that are twenty years more than twenty years our senior. Yep. We have played with couples who are twenty years our junior. Just about. Right at nineteen years our junior. Nah. Holy shit, both. Um, so. I think what that means... Wait, so if, if we're kind of like 20 under and 20 over, does that mean we're like right in the prime right now? We are now? in the fucking prime. Yes. <laughs> That's like, we're in our golden years <laughs> of swinging. Uh, Sorry, you were saying. But, you know, but we know we have friends that are, you know, again, 20 years younger who have played with people who are 15, 20 years older. Yeah. So that gap increases. Mm-hmm. It all depends on... A is for attitude, which at some point we should probably do the alphabet of swinging. But A is for attitude. If you have a positive, outstanding, good attitude, people are going to be drawn to you no matter your age. Yeah. If you can make people laugh, I will tell you from somebody who, look, I know I'm not, like, I, I, I know I'm, 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 I'm average in looks, mm-hmm. but the where, how I get into people's panties and underwear is by making them laugh when you make somebody laugh they want you also if you can cook but if you can make somebody laugh <laughs> you can't really cook a meal at the swingers club that's a little bit harder it's really weird <laughs> hey, i bought you this lasagna will you fuck me <laughs> you come in with like a little stove camp stove <laughs> worst case scenario i fucked the cannoli <laughs> where do you think the cream comes from okay sorry from the ricotta cheese on my dick <laughs> Oh, wow. I knew it tasted good for a reason. <laughs> Mamma mia, it's al dente. <laughs> so, okay, back to the question at hand. I apologize. But, you know, it is. It's all about attitude, and you don't have to be a supermodel. No. I think that's a problem that when we look at websites, and even websites like... like um, RHP, Red Hot mm-hmm. Pie. When you look at that as a swingers website, um, uh, Cassidy in the U.S. They, you know, they when they show people, it's fucking hot people. It's these these Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero kind of. It's marketing. Yeah, it's marketing. But yeah. remember, people, that's marketing. Uh, it's not. It's not the real case. You yeah. get people from all ages, all shapes, all sizes. Uh, and admittedly, not everybody is everybody else's type. Yeah. But I think when you go to the grocery store and you look at people, who are you attracted to? Are you only attracted to the supermodels? If so, then, well, you probably don't get turned on by many people at the grocery store, which is sad because I do. <laughs> but, you know, that's the thing. I love to watch people uh, weigh their melons. It's just... I, and I'm not even saying that as a joke. I just think it's so awesome when somebody picks up a melon and, like, what's the first thing they do? They smell the end, and they have to roll. <laughs> they rotate it until they find the end, and they put their nose right up to it. And go, like, yeah. Well, that happens at the swingers club. I'll show too. you my brown starfish. You can do that. <laughs> like, like, am I the only one who sees people weigh, handling cantaloupes and thinks analingus? I'm gonna is, go is with probably just, not, but you're in a very slim minority. <laughs> that's 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 just me. I can't help it. Don't yuck my yum. I'm not going to yuck your You yum. should see what I think when they play with the zucchinis. Anyway, so the long and short of it is if you go in with a good attitude, you're going you're gonna to reap what you sow. Yeah. If you go in with a negative, shitty attitude, you're going to be greatly disappointed. Remember, Brian, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. It's true. It's Thank you, true. Stewie. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Yep. If you go in with a shitty attitude, you're going to have a shitty time. That's right. And if you smell my cantaloupe, then <laughs> depending on time of day. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> oh, so terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Okay, so that's all of... I have a pile of papers in front of me. Uh-huh. Do you have any more things that you want to read? I have one more thing I want to read. I pulled it up. special. Okay. Even though I touched on it, I don't know podcast last podcast couple podcasts ago um but this is a a message from a listener that we got it's been over a month now uh so but i I just want to read this Mm because i love it and i'm reading it more for me than even for our listeners so if you want to turn it off now you'll miss this 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 message hello mr and mrs adam i first want to say that i love your podcast oh good taste 
I laugh so hard every time I listen to you guys. Just think about my melons. I am currently listening to episode 113, hurry up, and I laughed so hard about Mr. Adams' British accent that sounded like Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) Hello! (laughs) Look, I can't help it, that's me. I am diabetic, like Mr. Adam, and and have an insulin pump. I know you look at it as an imperfection, but look at all the good things it can do for you. I love my pump and tell people they would have to take it from my cold, dead hands. It has made my life much more enjoyable. Most people ask me why I'm wearing a pager. LOL. I feel it is easier to keep control instead of going off to take shots. I wear mine to the club and nobody has even noticed it during play. You just just know that there are other diabetics out there with pumps and we are all behind you. You can do this and I hope you get past the imperfection issues you see in yourself. Listening to your podcast has made me embrace my buy side and own it. I have let others know that I had no idea that I was bi. I want to thank you for that. Keep up the good work, and I will keep listening and laughing. That I love. Thank you so much. I, I so appreciate this, this listener taking the time and, and writing this. And it's really kind of nice. It goes back to the, something that we have often said, which is that you know, or we've also gotten, sorry, we've often gotten messages from, which is listeners saying, I felt like I was the only one. I felt like I was the only one. I gotta be honest. I honestly thought I was the only diabetic swinger out there with an insulin pump. So it is so nice to feel, to get that reciprocated back and say like, holy shit, I'm not the only one. Um, so I, I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Uh, it's that's, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I've gotten a lot better about it. Does this mean we need to start like a diabetic swingers camp? Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, but, but the problem is, somebody's going to look at my melon and go, "How many carbs are in this?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'll give you an injection. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I need to come up with more diabetic swinger jokes, mm-hmm. clearly, because I now have a target audience. Yeah. <laughs> One fella out there who I'm hoping there's more of us. Actually, that seems like a really bad thing to say. I hope there's more diabetic swingers. Actually, I hope there are more diabetic swingers. I do not wish for there to be swingers who become diabetic, but... But you do wish... Us that are diabetic need to become swingers. There you go. That's See? Yep. Oof. Man, those logic puzzles get really difficult this late in the podcast. <laughs> Too much wine. Uh, but yeah, so I really, really appreciate that that message. And that was yeah, kind of awesome. Yeah, that's very sweet email. So I've gotten much better. I now wear the pump consistently mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep going back and forth over desire and what I'm going to do at desire. Am I going to wear the pump? Am I not? Because I don't want to be naked and have to keep running back to the room to get dosed up. So I, yeah. I, I think I will go for shots for those two weeks. Yeah, it is tough because there's going to be so much naked time and not just naked time, like naked, naked time, but also on the beach, poolside, etc. And so you can't really, you know, wear like the sleep belt thing or anything. And where do you put it? And I mean, you got somewhere you can put it, but you're not going to put it there. Um, Well, it's not my insulin pump isn't flanched. What they need to make is an insulin (laughs) butt plug. If, if, an insulin if, pump butt plug. If, if Medtronic would make an insulin pump butt plug, I mean, I think there's two of us out there that would buy it. <laughs> like, so there you go. That yeah. that's enough for uh-huh. millions of dollars of research, right? <laughs> Come on, get on that Medtronic. Just work with the sex toy companies and just find a way to put the electronics on the inside of them. I mean, there's already a butt plug out there. Oh, I'm sure they can hold it. God, that'd be great. Um, I think I own a butt plug big enough to hold that. Yeah, you know, to put the electronics. To in. put the electronics in. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but it, it is a an interesting conundrum as to what do you do with it in a situation like that. Because if it were a normal, I would say normal resort where you are wearing a swimsuit, then you have pockets. Right, but yeah. when you're naked, you're in the sand, you're in the pool, you're in the, the foam parties. I mean, all there's a lot of activities going on in which you would constantly be taking it off for. And yeah. then there's the risk of something happening to it. And yeah, that just gets to be a big mess. Yeah. So it I probably, probably, probably would go back to shots yeah. just for those two weeks. Yeah. But yeah. I'll be fine. Don't worry, uh, listeners. Yeah, we're going to have to watch the late night pizzas. Yeah. Late night pizza. Yeah. Okay. So with that, we're going to wrap up our mailbag episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one thing we didn't talk about at the beginning is we have a Patreon page now to go along with our uh, 
fans only, only fans account. So uh, go check out our Patreon page. We are already 15% to our first goal. Yes. Wow. Thank you, people. That is awesome. Yes. Uh, We're few more months go by we're going to have some towels that we need to send out so know, if you want to get exciting. your grubby little hands on a cum rag currently the only way to get your hands on one is our patreon account uh, angela's smelling a cum- oh my god <laughs> she's smelling a slightly used cum rag right now yeah it's kind of awesome and if you want a slightly used one rather than a brand new one just let us know we wow. can arrange that that's Wow. I mean, I would suggest a new one, but, you know. Yeah, dirty it yourself. I mean, I'll give you my DNA <laughs> or Angela's. But, uh, yeah, so it's... But they're so soft. I love them. They're awesome. <laughs> so you're like the, the girl from the... It's so fluffy! Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are nice and fluffy. So, uh, fortunately, Angela went and did some uh, research and found really nice towels. Spared no expense. Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, go check out our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash by the by podcast, or you can search by, by the by podcast on their Patreon site. Um, yeah, find us on social medias. We are at by the by podcast everywhere Instagram, which we've been posting lots of stuff to recently, yeah. uh, Twitter, which we always post lots of stuff to, and Facebook, which we're trying to post more stuff to. So, yeah, find us on there. Uh, email us. All these messages came over email this time. We've got some more messages that were through Instagram and Twitter, which we'll get to next time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, our email address, theatomsoflove at gmail.com. We always appreciate our messages and uh, hearing from y'all. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. And ladies. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.